This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, back at Griffin Park here today. Final whistle's just gone, Preston North End came down. Preston North End didn't quite conquer, but we didn't quite conquer them at all. A little bit disappointing. One all, as it was. Preston went one up in the first half. And uh, Brentford scored the second half. Preston went down to 10 men and we thought we might have squeezed the second goal. Didn't quite happen again. And we're losing ground on the teams above us as well. Bit disappointing that point to be honest, wasn't it? Yeah, very, very frustrating again. I keep saying it after most games this season. Uh, yeah, we, we pushed on, we had our chances. Can't fault, but I, I just felt the team we finished with was possibly a team we should have started with. Interesting, I mean, you say that in which way? Because people may not be in the game, they don't know what changes should have been there and, and who should have been, you know, who should have started, who shouldn't have. Well, we, we got on a mini losing run. I thought that was the opportunity to have a look at the new lad, Marcondes. Start judging. We, we came out the second half a lot stronger. Got to admit that the team picked it up. We got the goal back in. They went down to 10 men. But I still felt we looked a lot stronger team in that last 20 minutes hey, with Mark who's, who's in the side? So Judge. Judge and Mark Connors. When they come on, we just we looked to have a lot more about us. We never got to judge because they did go down to 10 men. But... Uh, and also it's interesting because obviously we made quite a few changes this game I don't know and we haven't sort of uh, we haven't checked back to see what the score is uh, but must have been obviously quite a few uh, injuries and illnesses in there Ryan Witts wasn't in the side you know unless he's going to China as well but he wasn't in the side as well Um, we had uh, Barbe was out on the left hand side he was on the bench Josh Clark came in Um, we thought that might have been a pace issue um I'd forgotten the Chinese window still open, Bill. I was looking forward to the Chinese tonight, but now it's giving me a dodgy stomach thinking about what's going. Um, yeah, that's got me worried, that. But, no, we... we uh, yeah, just a day of frustration again. We had a lot of chances going flashing past the posts, and, you know, I've got really done. One all. Do you think it was a fair result, or do you think we fluffed it a bit? I think we could have won that at the end there. We, um, there were spells in that second half where we were pretty much all over them for 10, 15 minutes at a time. It's just a shame we couldn't find the winner. I mean, did you, I mean again, I mean, Preston came down here. They, uh, 
They obviously know what our game is about. I'm, I'm Neil. He's a decent manager and he can obviously adapt his side to what they wanted to. And they were definitely trying to stop us from playing our football. That was the, that was the key, wasn't it? It was. It was. It did seem like a very negative sort of style of football. But teams know that if you play like that against us quite often, we can't really we can't break them down. We can't find the winner. So they've kind of they've adapted their game to play us. But I couldn't imagine watching that football every week. It'd be really annoying. And, and the second half as well. I mean, it's annoying because you said we had a lot of chances. They were down to ten men, and you could see that they were struggling. But on the flip side of it is also they probably did what they had to do because they they got the point, didn't they? Oh, exactly. You can't. You, well, you can't really complain from if from their point of view. It's they've said oh, they when they were down to ten men, they knew they had to play for the point, and they did it well. It's just frustrating, obviously, when you're trying to get the winner against that because it's hard to play and score against that. We needed some points to get back onto the onto the onto the table, get up the table. Especially looking at the games we've got coming up, we've got Sunderland coming up next week, which. I mean, nothing's taken for granted. You know, they got um, a last-minute equaliser today, so you never know away from home. But on paper, if we're going to be up there, that's a team that we should be looking at having a scalp. And then after that, we've got Birmingham City, who I don't know what their result was as yet today, but again, they're a team. So we could be getting up there. So we didn't quite get back into into the flow of what we should be doing today. Well, I think that's the sort of story of our season. We've been consistent. You go on runs, we go... I think we went on a fairly lengthy run without win, without losing. And then I think about two defeats and a draw today, so like three on the bounce without a win. So it's just looking to try and get out of that and then get back on another winning run. And I'm going to ask you, I mean, obviously, like I said, there's some changes today. There's quite a few changes as well. And also, just after half-time, there was even more changes. Any comments on the changes and, and, the, and the change of style play and, and what we should be doing? Well, I think we were, we were forced into quite a few, which wasn't ideal. But I think the players who came in, I thought um, Clark had a decent game of left back. I thought McCarrickan was looked better than he looked better than he has been recently today. Um, Judge looked fairly, looked positive when he came on. So did Macondes. But um, yeah, I think considering we were forced into the changes, it could have been a lot worse. So I've got bees in the house here. We're back in the pub. Everyone's drinking their pint. What are you drinking? Uh, we're on Peronis, mate. Oh, you're on the Peronis. Okay. Yeah. I've, got the, I've got my pride here as well. And we've got the Preston characters in the house as well, which we'll talk to them in a minute. We'll come around to it. But first of all, I'm going to say, we've been chatting here a little bit and there's been a bit of frustration. Maybe the frustration is because we're on the edge of the playoffs and we really needed to get a result today. And you felt that this game was there for the takers. Is that what you thought? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I think, you know, I don't think Preston offered a great deal. I think we, you know, you're a little bit more of a cutting edge. We, we could have uh, we could have got the three points today, really. So, I mean, and you say cutting edge as well. I mean, we've been discussing the B-Bay transfer. Um, what, what are you saying about cutting edge at Brentford? Well, I just think that maybe we didn't, there's not enough of an attacking threat, really. We, we, we played a lot of good football, but there wasn't quite the cutting edge, I think. So are you talking about Malpe in particular, or are you talking yeah, about in general? Yeah, I mean, in general maybe. I mean, I, you know, I think Malpe's first touch is quite heavy. I don't think he's... I mean, if, if we had a cho- if we had a choice between Vibe and Malpe, Vibe would be in the team every time, wouldn't he? I think we all agree that. You know, and that's but but he's not, and he's not. So we got to we got to stick with what we've got. And Dean Smith sees something in him. So I think you know he's he's seen a lot of in a lot of other players that we've got. So I think we've got to trust in him that he's going to come good. I mean. I hope he does come good. You know, he does show some promise, but it's just... It can be very frustrating watching him. 
Uh, to, I mean, frustrating in mean, today's game. First half, okay, we were down to one, one, one nil down. I, I couldn't quite see the goal because it's at the other end, but I saw the ball come in and it seemed there was an unmarked header. Um, yeah, an unmarked header. It looked like it was a cross. It was going nowhere, and then it just ended up in the corner of the net. You know, and he was just like, well one of those things it didn't look particularly like it was a planned thing it was just uh, the ball just ended up in the net well, we I, could talk to the Preston later and they'll probably tell us the score or not what happened with that wouldn't it yeah yeah well it wasn't to me to, to us bees boys it didn't look like much of a goal to be honest with you yeah. but it was a goal so uh, but we came back from that in the second did, half didn't we? Oh, we looked I think we looked in the second half we looked really good I think Alan Judge continues to look a, a threat every time he comes on on the pitch you know you've got so many good you know we've got Lewis McLeod did alright when he come on so you know I think there's a lot of positives there a lot of positives I think it's just a case of um, trying to be patient and you know hope, hoping that you know with Neil Morpay I just hope he does come good because you know the, the, there are some positive things with him you know he does you know he, he's had a couple of chances um, and really who have we got we've not really got anyone that we can sort of put in his place either that's the other thing we've got there's no other there's no one pushing him now is there in the in the you know to, to sort of we've got no other number nines have we so Gentry in the house and I'm not sure if you're happy we're getting the point the fact that you actually survived which is a mini Alamo in the second half or whether or not you're thinking we're gutted because we were one up against Brentford and we actually never get any result down here well you're right we never get a result down here and we were 1-0 up and I think it was in mini Alamo but only after Daniel Bentley did his little uh, he put a skirt on for two minutes dived onto the floor pretended he was injured and then I'm not Greg Cunningham was stupid he got, he got himself sent off for that second tackle but Daniel Bentley that was as a pro footballer to do that to another pro footballer was out of order but I think when we were 1-0 up I thought we were going to win it after that I thought you were going to win it so I'm still here now thinking a point's a good point but, but to be fair I mean if you're talking about pro footballers I mean there was a stage when you were you know, you know you did time wasting and throwing yourself around the place so you know if you want to, if you want to get purist about the football game you know P&E were getting involved in all sorts of malarkey they shouldn't have been weren't they Alex Neal's our manager mate purist we're not purists <laughs> <laughs> we go one look we're going to win yeah. but no but Daniel Bentley have a look on the video tonight well just have a watch that's why the, if you don't hear Preston fans pick on a opposition play very often but Daniel Bentley got a lot of stick today from behind that goal because he knew and when it, when um, Cunningham got sent off Daniel Bentley turned around had a bit of a grin had a Preston fans which didn't do him any favours but I'm not this Greg Cunningham's second tackle was stupid he deserved to get sent off having just got booked and when the whistle went I was mighty relieved so I think it was a fair overall I think a fair point I'm going to ask you because we were at the other end and we were just discussing this a little bit earlier the Preston goal how did that come about I don't know was it a header was it just a, a ball that was crossed in and happened to go in the back of the net no it was a header yeah um, Mark Housen crossed it um, Callum Robinson glancing header we were just saying two minutes before we need to get Callum Robinson off he's not a centre forward he's never going to score a winner with his head and then 30 seconds later he knocks it in so he was he was a glancing header yeah good head yeah. so I mean like I said to you you went up you went okay, one up half time and like I said to you uh, you were quite industrial 
Um, so, you know, you did what you had to do. I mean, you played to your strengths, as they say, and what you did is that you stopped us from playing our game. Well, it, football is a game of opinion, Billy. So where we were stood, the referee had one of these red and white scarves on, and we didn't get a decision. So where we were stood today, we were on the wrong end of a lot of bad decisions. But I, I appreciate that football is a game of opinion. And you probably think we were industrial and playing the game. But we think we got some shitty decisions off your... Uh, off, oh, sorry, let's say your referee. I mean, the referee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to be fair, the referee didn't, didn't tell you to play that type of football, did he? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think we play that type of football. I just think we got a lot of decisions against us that weren't really... Weren't really fouls, but... You were pretty tough. We're a tough side, yeah. He's, have you seen Alex Neal? He's a Scottish centre midfielder who used to play for Hamilton Academicals against Rangers. What do you think he's going to be like? He's, um, he's not a... Uh, he's never going to be silky skilled, but I have to say, I think, I think it's um, a preconceived view of our team you've got there. I think up to, up to us scoring, we played some good football. After we scored, we were never going to win it, strangely enough. I think Brentford were a better team by a mile, but... So listen, second half. I'm just saying, when we came at you, I'm just like, what's going at, what's going through your head after we were scored or before? Well, both. Well, up to we scored, I thought we were we were going to win it. I really did. After we had one nil, we were going to win. But after you scored too quickly for us, after we scored, we needed 10, 15 minutes to see that game out, and that's what we've done this season. We've scored. Pardon the expression for your blog. But Preston uh, shit house a lot of one nil wins, and that's what we do. So we went one nil up, and then we shit house it for the next twenty five minutes. We roll them out of it, and we uh, we make a few tackles, and we stop you scoring. Today we didn't do that, so oh, we we got what we deserved today. I think one one was a fair result. Preston Gentry in the house. These uh, these guys, as we say to you every season, we book down to go to Preston and we have some laughs down there. They come out, they take us all around town, and then they come down to Brentford. And then, well, we often take them all around town, but they're they're more than happy just going to to one or two pubs, aren't you? Quite right too. <laughs> so look, today result one all. You think um, we're a little bit disappointed about it? You're probably quite happy with that result in the end, aren't you? Away from home. A point away from home is a good result. It is, like, you know. And the thing about it is, especially you had a man sent off. Um, you said that Bradford achieved because uh, Dan Bentley did a few bits and pieces. But we think that there's a, a few quite cynical challenges going in from the Preston side as well, which stopped us playing our game. So maybe it's even itself out in that respect. Totally agree. And I predicted the 1-1 result early on today. So I got it right for a change. It's interesting, you were talking about the atmosphere at Griffin Park, which is something that we're talking about as well. We um, decided we were at a meeting today with a number of other fan groups a bit earlier on, talking about the move to the new stadium. And one of the big, big, big fears is the fact that we feel that we really need to make sure that we ain't moving into a morgue. The next stadium that we go to needs to have atmosphere. We're moving to a bigger stadium. Okay, it's only 70,500, but if you can't generate an atmosphere in a 12,000-seat stadium, then you need to go 17,200. It's going to be even worse potentially. Um, bit, of a, bit of an issue, but you you made a little comment on the on the on the atmosphere today, didn't you? I, I did because I didn't think you got behind your team. I think you could win more home games and create more chances if the the fans got behind Brentford FC because 
they're a lovely, lovely club. I mean, and again, you're not saying this from a disrespectful because you come here and it's a, it's a place that you actually love coming to, isn't it? I do. I'm saying that from the bottom of my heart. As a northerner, um, no, it's, they're, a lovely, they're a lovely club and the people, they may always make you feel friendly and welcome. And yeah, uh, you just need, they're like us at home. We just, the atmosphere is rubbish at home. When we go away, we take a good following and we get behind the team. So the Brentford, when Brentford come to Deepdale, uh, they bossed it at Deepdale this year, beat us 3-2. And they never stopped singing the Brentford fans because they was drunk. That's all it was. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that everyone that comes with a turnstile should be handed a pint. Totally agree. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Listen, that's why we get on so well. We're on the same wavelength. Yes, happy days. <laughs> Uh, 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 a plethora, a plethora of views from uh, bees and uh, and uh, Preston fans here, and uh, somebody just tried to steal my beer. Typical Preston, typical Preston fans stealing one's beer, isn't it? Isn't it? Typical. Oh, you see, they're slinking off. They're slinking off there into the. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's forget that. Let's just come back to the liberal Nick who. Um, I don't even know what your view is on that because we, we didn't really chat too much. Normally we get chat during the game. There's one thing that you did get right though and you predicted it very early on in the game. Sort of very early on in the first half. He said someone's going to get sent off. I thought, mm, I don't know about that. And you respond. Nick Adamas, that's me. Yeah, no, it was quite clear. I mean, I'm disappointed a bit in Preston actually. They, they lived up to the stereotype of a northern clogging team and uh, time wasting from about the 10th minute on as well uh, after that second half performance we deserved a win we really did I thought that was the best second half performance I've seen the Beast put in for a long time player I wanted really to come on and praise today was Mope I think there will still be some people who will have um, said that what was he doing on the pitch he did I thought he had his best game for us that I've seen he really worked hard worked well he deserved a goal, didn't get it, but the goals will come for him. Um, you know, Vibe, who, who's he? Mope, he's the future. Well, interesting, just coming back to a point that the previous Preston fan was chatting about as well. He um, he said that he thought, he, and this is not a disrespect to Brentford, because he goes, I love coming here, love your fans, love your stadium, love everything about it. He said, but I think that the atmosphere at Griffin Park is pretty awful, and if you actually got behind the team, you'd get more points. I'm not certain about that. I mean, we got behind the team in the second half. I thought the stadium was a rocking actually after we after we scored the second after we scored our equaliser, and for a good you know 15 20 minutes after that, there was really a lot of songs. I mean, we 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 know that Griffin Park is never going to be the stadium of noise and of sound. You know. Well, I was down the fans. It's not about the stadium. It's about the fans. Yeah. Well, what was interesting is last week is that you were all moaning. You who went to Derby were all moaning about what the, how the Derby fans didn't show any atmosphere. Which, I, which is interesting because his point was that when we came up to Preston this season, we outsung them lot massively. And he said there's only like six or seven hundred of you, and we did so again. It's one of those scenarios that how can you recreate that at home? Uh, through a variety of reasons mostly by attracting more loyal fans but I'd rather see I'd rather see a Griffin Park that was full of even people who are coming along to see attractive football than a Griffin Park that was with 5,000 absolute rabid loyal supporters coming back to the game listen coming back to the game that second half as we said they got a player got sent off um, and we really did take the game to them and I know you said we, we you know, we just scored and good half, but again, it hasn't, hasn't quite come about. And somebody was talking about Dean Smith and his runs, and 
you know, we've gone through a period of time, and it's only three games, but are we going for another Dean Smith run? We've had a brilliant run of two or three months where we've done fantastic. Is this a night? Oh, no, we're not going to win for another two months. You're trying to provoke me, Bill, aren't you? you know, you're just asking. You're trying to wind me up again and to get me in to say. But, I mean, as I have consistently said throughout Dean Smith's tenure at Griffin Park, we do go, he does go on runs. We go on runs. We win some, we go on a re- run, winning runs, we go on losing runs. But at that's, the moment, fa- that's factual. That, no, that's factual. Yeah, that, you, yeah. you, you don't need to tell us that. We can yeah. look at the form book and say that. Yeah. What does that mean? What, what, you, what are we saying? Or is it just, we just accept it? That, mean, that means that I, I have now become to accept it. I have now decided that it's no good moaning about this because actually I enjoy coming to Brentford and watching them play really good football, some of the best football that we've seen in the last forever at Griffin Park. I'm happy to do, deal with that. And, you know, if Dean Smith goes on winning runs, he goes on losing runs, I'm happy to see us in 10th in the championship because I don't want to go up. Listen, I mean, it's quite a lot of good conversations with Preston fans, Brentford fans. Like we said, that we keep going on about this. P and E fans, we have a really good relationship with these guys. We have a right laugh with the guys and, 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 and women as well. Started off at Gentry Day the season before we went up, not even the season that we went up. And uh, before these guys are brilliant, we just kept in touch with them. They came here for the following season when we went up, and then we've just been going up there and proper laughs. We they take us out. We've been everywhere there. They just taken us to places we never even knew existed in Preston and they come down there and there's a, there's a lot of them here today yeah, and they come down here and we turn the globe yeah <laughs> well to be fair we, we actually put them on a tour today but they decided they wanted to go to a couple of pubs that they knew and they like it and all the characters have come down and they really they seem to really enjoy themselves win or lose as they say forgetting about the Preston enjoying themselves they should have probably enjoyed themselves a little bit less today shouldn't they um, it's an, do you know what it's interesting actually I, I, we were talking about after the game um, to them and um, and I came out of there a little bit deflated a little bit gutted felt we should have won 2-1 well 3-1 or whatever and um, and they made an op- they, they made a different argument that they felt one was a good was a, was a justified result and and I actually think that when I think back about it I can kind of see what they're saying is that is that you know ultimately the last 20 minutes was all Brentford and we feel like we should have won but actually if you take the whole of the game look at the whole of the game um, and take that take that out take the last 20 minutes out of the context then maybe one or wasn't was a reasonable result um, but, I, but I, I just feel that it was an opportunity missed again today um, an opportunity to drag us you know to nearer that top six and um, you know it's just um, it's a bit of a story of the season I suppose to some extent but the thing and I and I know I'm I know I'm talking I know I'm talking um, I know I'm talking sort of non-stop here I, I kind of felt that, I kind of felt that, that, that these were two teams that probably aren't going to finish in the top six. That's, that was my overall feeling of the day. Listen, lots of disappointment, but were, were there any positives again that you've taken out of today's game? Yeah, I thought Mope had a um, had a better game than he had recently. I thought there were there were signs that he was starting to read it a little bit better. But 
but, but they're also there were there are three things that not three things but there were three times today I thought we missed a big opportunity and you know you, you know you know when you're there and everyone's saying get it out there get a crossing get a crossing get a crossing and we hit a load of long crosses and we didn't really get on the end of any of them um, but for three times today the ball was pulled back to the penalty spot and three times today we had no one there and 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 and, and it's really frustrating that nobody's reading that because they're the perfect balls if someone meets them at the penalty spot Vivo used to do it and, and, and I just felt three massive goal scoring opportunities and nobody read that's where the ball was going to end up okay so I mean you mentioned the V-Bay so you're saying that the missing V-Bay hole that was a that, that was a move that was perfectly set up for V-Bay and we haven't quite my, replicated my, that my gut feeling is that V-Bay at least on one of those three would have pulled off you know the, the defender who the defender who shoulder was on and would have come deeper um, and, and at the moment what I saw today was that nobody was, was kind of reading that and the and the midfielders that were sort of trying to should be attacking the ball going to the penalty area had to sort of run beyond that point or hadn't met it and um, it's just a little bit frustrating I suppose but, but, but you know it's again we're, we're a little bit of a team in transition again because because we have to maybe do things a little bit differently without Viva and just, just last point as well a lot of people talked about the fact that we stepped up again when both Mark Condes and Alan Judge came onto the pitch uh, for me I, I actually I don't think we particularly did to be honest I thought I thought we stepped up a gear before that I thought we stepped up a gear to get the equaliser and I thought we were ticking along quite nicely at that point um, so I'm not overly convinced by that if I'm really honest um, I don't, I don't, we weren't any worse but I don't, I don't I don't think that turned the game wasn't it already won all at that point uh, again I'm just uh, just throwing it into the pot and also I'm just wondering Mark Condes any views because we've seen him play a few times okay he's come off the bench um, as we can see that he everyone seems to talk about him being playing as a striker but as you can see that he, he likes to play a little bit deeper than that yeah. and come in well I think when he came on today he was he came on to play up front and then maybe things changed around a little bit um, I've seen a bit of him I don't know what his best position is yet so you can take from that that I'm still waiting to see a bit more from him because I, I don't even know where I'd play him if I was running the team and listen if you've uh, if you checked this week as well if you may or may not know the besotted crew went out to Dundalk Preston fans listening here as well I know you've got a couple of players from Dundalk including uh, Daryl Hogan or Horgan sorry who uh, the, the PNE fans are, the Dundalk fans are talking about that they, they, they well he went to you on a free transfer which they were very happy about as well and uh, Andy Boyle as well who's now at Doncaster but we were in Dundalk on Wednesday night watching the Brentford B team as you do playing Dundalk they beat 2-1 but it's an absolutely fantastic game it's proper end-to-end stuff the fans were going absolutely potty it was like a cup final it was great and if you check out besotted.com go to the top podcast click on that and you will actually check that podcast which is our Dundalk podcast check it out it was really funny it was really quite a good laugh we talked to Dundalk people Bees fans all sorts of stuff talked to Kev O'Connor talked to a load of the B team players you know Reese Cole we talked to Zane Westbrook talked to the goal scorer Bradley Clayton and there it was really good we talked to the Dundalk fans about how unhappy they were with Shamrock Rovers which ironically was the team that Brentford B are playing today and they're over there playing in the place called Tallow which is in the south of Dublin Shamrock Rovers the team that don't seem to be very widely liked in the, in the rest of the, of the teams I don't know if they're a bit of a Man United of the, of the Irish League or whatever, but everyone has really seemed to be very happy with them, and they asked us, they begged us to beat Shamrock Rovers today, and I've got a bit of news just coming for the B team. Sorry, what's going on? 
Uh, well, I've just seen tweets coming through because I've got a. Uh, in fact, it's a fresh one just come in, so I've got a, a, a very close relative of mine who's out there with them. So yeah, so they've just come in. Uh, so they've won two one. They were one 0 down at half time. So uh, um, so yeah, so the goals came through uh, from uh, one 0 down at half time, and then they beat Chabot Rovers two one. And who scored? Uh, Archie Bald and who else? I say uh, uh, Idol um, Jarvis. Jarvis, yeah. yes, Jarvis and Theo uh, got the goals in the second half. So uh, so I'll be interested to see the update that comes through from there. And it's interesting as well because Archie Bold was one of the players we spoke to the Dundalk players, um, the Dundalk fans, and the Dundalk fans were at the game and we said to them as the game was going on, who are you impressed with? And one of the players they were very impressed with is Archibald. They were saying that they thought it was very good, he was like, he was getting right stuck in there, causing them a lot of problems, and I thought that was very, very interesting. They were saying that they thought quite a few of the Brentford players, they didn't feel, and you know, that, that these guys, and girls, they, they watch football, so it's not like they don't know what's going on. They said, I'm, you know, I'm very surprised, you know, not to see them in your first team, because these guys, they think, will fit very well into your first team. So it looks like the trajectory is all good. And as one guy, Steve, said as well, if this is your B team, I don't want to see your A team, is what he said as well. Yeah, I heard that. So I've not seen a lot of the B team this season. So I've been down to Jersey Road, seen quite a few. And, and Archibald is one of the main, but, but Bradley consistently impresses me and every time I watch the B team I watch Bradley Clayton play and I think he's the next player that's going to gonna step up and, I, and I, I've been to see well Mets I'd seen Mets play early doors and, Chris Pippen that is yeah yeah and I could see him and he went clearly he was ready to step up to the 18 Reese clearly was Reese Cole that is yeah. yeah but watching Bradley Clayton play the past few seasons he seems to be well he seems to be the one that just his work rate, his commitment and his skill just looks like he's the one that's going to be the next one for me that steps up. And I've seen him a lot. I've seen a lot of their games this season. But week in, week out, he's, he's definitely got it all about him to play. But you look at, but to be fair, Theo turns up and puts in such a... And Theo Archibald. Theo Archibald. And considering he's one that's hovered between the first team and the B team, he still seems to, you know, to, to really want to... Uh, impose himself on that street uh, on that team but the B team is uh, it's, it's staggeringly good to watch and and I think the, the, the best thing about the B team is that they just reflect exactly what's going on in the A team when you watch them they mirror the A team and the style of play and the commitment that's gone in there I think that's probably down to Rob Rowan Kev who's clearly uh, set out his stall in the coaching staff there Kev O'Connor O'Connor, but they clearly are a joy to watch and and when you think we've had four or five players you know they're only 18 months old and we've got four or five players that have played in the first team and we've got Mets kicking around with eight million pounds attached to them and things like that that's clearly one of the great successes of Brentford over the past two years has been the B team and what's happened there so the, the, the Irish Massive are back together again. The, the three of us, there's a few more in Ireland, but this is the core, the hardcore three that were in there till, 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 till about four or five in the morning in whatever pub we were in, Kennedy's Bar, I think it was. Uh, we were there, but we're here back again here, and we, we, we've survived to tell the tale. And a lot of the Dundalk fans were talking about Preston and their players, and we've seen the Preston play today, and we didn't quite get the result, and I'm a bit disappointed, and I'm just wondering, are you disappointed, or do you think that 
that whatever happened on Wednesday, you don't really care? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say welcome to the Pride of Lancashire podcast, apparently. Yes. Um, according to Bill's t-shirt right now. Um, Why is that? Because uh, there's a giant sticker on your t-shirt that says Pride of Lancashire. So, uh, basically, all the Preston boys, when they come down here, they sticker everybody up in the pub. So everyone's walking around with uh, all sorts of Preston and Lancashire stickers. Just you. Uh, there's a few more. They actually gave me two unstuck stickers to uh, put up somewhere in Copenhagen. Yeah. Just, just why, yeah, why not? Right. Yeah. Uh, disappointed, not disappointed. Um, I, I would have an opinion, but I was only in Griffin Park for about 10 minutes, and I actually didn't go into a stand. I was in the high for 10 minutes, and we cracked on on the grub crawl, so I have absolutely no idea how the, uh, how the game went. Um, all I know is uh, Brentford B team beat the, uh, the shit, apparently. They're called the shit. Uh, the Shamrock Rovers. Watch your pockets. What was the score? Uh, 2-1. That's right. Was it Archibald in uh, Edoba? Edoba, yeah. Edoba, Jarvis, the Jarvis. Um, that's, that, that's, what, that, that, you know, that's, that's what I'm looking at. And, and to be fair, we, we, we've kept our side of the bargain. If you listen to the Besotted Pride of West London podcast, as we said um, from the week, and it's from, from Dundalk, just listen to it anyway, because we talk a little bit about the Preston game, but it was just basically us just talking from Ireland. It's very interesting, talk to all the Ireland fans, and it's a bit of a laugh, and it's quite good. And all they begged us is that we beat Shamrock Rovers, and we've done that, haven't we? <laughs> we did. Um, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be incredibly happy about that. Um, I'm obviously going to fly back to Copenhagen tomorrow morning, and all I'm going to do is RTE2 is the President's Cup Dundalk versus Cork. That's obviously what I'm going to watch when I go back. So you're, you're, going, to, you're going to finish off your football fix from the weekend. That's it. That's, that's it. right. That's right. So, so listen, lady, just coming back to today's game here today, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm not gutted, um, but I'm a little bit disappointed just because I feel that we should have got three points today. Or we could have got three points today. Opportunity was there, and the opportunity was not quite taken. No, it wasn't. Um, I, 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 I feel like we're. Um, I think we've gone. I feel, it feels to me like we've gone back a step. Um, I'm not. I'm, we're like 75% of the Brentford that we were probably three weeks ago. We need to kind of regroup a bit. We need to find out who we are. It, it seems like the, the loss of Lasse Vibes it, it has affected us. You, you, you can't deny that. Um, you know, we, we can. We, you know, we, we can say we had a great week with um, the trip to. Um, Ireland. We've had a we've had a brilliant um, like delegation coming up, coming down from PNE. But Brentford today, not quite, not quite on their A game. Not 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 really looking as as dangerous as they as they have been. You know, I think the stats will show that the possession and the chances were all Brentford's. But we we need a few more weeks probably to. Uh, I, I think Morpé. I, 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 I thought second half particularly. I thought he looked great. You know, he was he was aggy. He was annoying. He would he never give anything other than a hundred percent. And I, and I think like Marcondes when he came on, it was the right decision. Marcondes looked a really good swap for him. But I thought Marcondes looked more dangerous than. I'm uh, sorry, Morpé looked more more dangerous than Marcondes. So. You know, we, we have got danger in lots of areas. It's, it, to be honest with you, it's not it, it's just not going to happen for us this season. So, um, you know... Pe- so people have booked flights back from weddings into Serbia don't really need to worry about it, do they? No, probably not. No, no if, I'm, if I'm honest with you, probably not. 
you know, but everything's there for the taking still. It's not to say that we shouldn't go for it, but, you know, the realist in me is that we're probably, if we're going to get a playoffs, we might make six. We're probably not going to make them, you know, but, but that's not to say let's not go for it. You know, we, we, we had like people like Canos not playing today. Again, Marcondes not playing today. Judge not playing today. We had like um, Woods not playing today. We had a lot of players, Barbe not playing today. We had a lot of players that were brilliant players that aren't, aren't, aren't on, you know, on there. So, so you know, I, I'm still really, really hopeful. Today, a bit frustrating, but not the end of the world. Not the end of the world as we go to Sunderland next week and she'll be picking up the points. But this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Go. End of season. We're going to say this as well. We've got a big name coming up. We've got a big, big game coming up. And super early bird tickets have already gone for our end of season podcast. But we've got early bird tickets and you should get up these because it's going to be absolutely wicked. It's an healing. Lovely venue. Speak to anyone who went to the last one. Proper jokes, proper laughs. Go to Besotted. Click on social. Boom, it'll take you straight through to tickets and just pick up some for your marks, your spas, your mates or whatever as well. Also, go to iTunes. Please subscribe to us. Please write us a nice little review. There's quite a few little reviews. We'll probably read them out. We haven't read up some reviews for a few weeks. We'll read them out. Hopefully, the podcast on Wednesday and also automatic downloads. Just automatically download. So as soon as you wake up, it'll download to your phone. And so when you get on the train, you don't go, oh, no, I didn't download my podcast to my phone as well. But this is the Beside Pride of West London podcast. We're going to Sunderland on Friday. Friday. We have a spare ticket for Sunderland. 5.29 on the way back from Sunderland back to London. It's very cheap. At the moment, it's about 130 quid, but we bought it very early, so we got the spare going. So if you want to, besotted1992 at gmail.com. We'll just get hold of us immediately, and we'll be able to sort that out for you. But other than that, Sunderland on Saturday, we didn't quite get the result today. Ireland, listen back to that podcast. We had a right good laugh from that. Prison, we're going out with them now. We're having some more jokes, but as we can say... The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.